0: Including a few virtual PD sessions for your school. I'll be joined by my wonderful co host Kim and special guest Jenna Labe.
1: You can register at slash challenge for a fantastic learning experience. That's slash challenge. Now on to the show.
0: Hey, fellow mathematicians, welcome to the podcast where math is figureoutable. I'm Pam. And I'm Kim. And you found a place where math is not about memorizing and mimicking, where you're waiting to be told or shown what to do, but it's about diving in, making sense of problems, noticing patterns, and reasoning using mathematical relationships. We can mentor students to think and reason like mathematicians. Not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching mathematics, but rotely repeating steps actually keeps students from being the mathematicians
1: they can be. Um, today's Halloween. <laughs> Whoa. Actually, I know, right? Are you serious? Um, yeah, so Which I'm, really means this is
0: gonna launch on Halloween. Well, today, listen today is actually not
1: Halloween. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's pretty darn close. But I I have to tell you, I every like Halloween, my sister in law will send me a picture of my one of my kids when he was teeny tiny. Like Aww. maybe not even two, in my very favorite Halloween costume of all time. He was a monster, little green monster. He had little big fluffy fat oh, I mean just <laughs> every time like i could squeeze the heck out of him uh, what cute, was your cute, cute what cute, was your kid's favorite costume did oh, they, they trick or treat
0: my children always wanted to be something yucky like gory oh um, ew, no
1: I'm violent
0: not, no, no well so it's interesting um should i say this so as adults they're all still uh, uh what's the word fascinated with the macabre Like, like I have a son that is a vampire um, and I have one that's a werewolf and I'm not even going to talk about the other two. Not that they're worse, but I don't, maybe I don't even know what they are. Um, I have a daughter-in-law that's fixated on Halloween. They just, it's yeah. um, In in fact, (laughs) there, there was talk that the baby showers theme was going to be Halloween. Wow.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I I thought it
0: was, I thought it was uh, a little fantastic that, that her mom is the one that was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not having a baby shower that was um I it's like a big I, deal in your family i had no idea well what's funny is is it's not for me oh yeah and you know is it because i so i didn't as little kids i would not let them be something violent or gory and so it's almost like don't do that parents let them get it out when they're tiny they're,
1: <laughs> when they
0: grow up it's like mm, okay
1: well mine was a green and bright blue <laughs> dotted little tiny Baby monster with thief. I mean, oh, we my had, I'll we had I, I let delicious. them be
0: ninjas. They, oh, I, I want to see it. I, okay. super, your kids were super cute when they were. Oh my All right. Happy All right. Halloween, right. everybody, whether yep. you like it or not.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So we uh, are on episode 176. And when you and I started talking about this and decided what we we're going to chat about today, I asked, do you remember I asked you what the number was? I was really oh, hoping I it was 175. 176 is a stupid number. It's, it's. It is not nearly as fun. 175 you just is amazing. Call a, you just I called it a stupid number. I did. There's nothing fantastic about 175, particularly <laughs> about what we're going to talk about today. So, today. I know
0: I know why you'd like 175 because you like quarters. So much. I do. Okay. I do. So, that's why. But see, 176 is
1: just one off of that super just, nice number. It's, it's not as good. Stupid. You called it stupid. Well, okay. So, today we are going to talk about place value. Ah. And, and I just, I don't know. I like 175 for place value.
0: Well, I think we can play with 176 for place okay, value. Let's, so let's play let's a little bit. It. So, all right. If place value, Kim, if I were yeah. to say 176, how many, what, what, do, what do people typically do with what, if you hear place value and you hear the number 176, what do you, what do we yeah. typically see in like a third grade classroom?
1: Oh yeah. yeah. So that they, they'll uh, talk about how that's 170 and six.
0: 170 and six. And they might yep. say it's 107 tens and six. Oh ones. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Either way,
0: either way. And so they kind of break the number up in place value and yep. you're like, yeah, pan. that's what place value means. Yep. But let's play a little bit. So Kim, if I were to say how many ones are in 176, I think we might have some third grade kids that say six. Yeah, for sure. And I th- I wonder if you agree with that. How many ones are in 176?
1: Um, there are 176 ones. <laughs>
0: 176. Are, and, and how do you, how would you Maybe I'll just say it. We I mean, could, if you were we, going to
1: build that number, you would need 176 ones.
0: Sure enough. And if I was yeah. to give you $176, could I do that with $176 yeah. bills? I'll take it. I could, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you might say, hey, can we switch that out a little bit? And then yeah. we might do some like bigger bills that represent more numbers. So uh, hopefully everybody would agree. that in uh, it, So depending on how you ask the question, if I ask the question, Given that there's 100 and seven tens, how many ones are left over? Then the answer could be six. Mm-hmm. But if the question is how many ones are in 176, careful teachers that you don't say six. Yeah. Because that's not correct. There's 176 yeah. ones. Yeah. Okay. How many 10s are in 176? Kim, would you agree with me that many third grade kids would say there are seven tens in 176? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I yep. think if I were to ask you, you would say how 17. many 10s? there's 17 yeah 17.6 oh
1: there's 17.6 oh yeah sorry i didn't finish (laughs) (laughs) 17.6 and how do you
0: how do you reason that there's 17.6 tens in 176
1: um because 17 tens is 170
0: 170
1: and Uh mm -hmm, and 0.6 of a 10 is six tenths of a 10 which is six
0: Cool. So one way, if I said how many tens, you could say there's 17.6. Another way you could say that is there's 17 tens and six ones left over. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a remainder feel Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, How many hundreds? Did I do everything I wanted to do with tens? I think I did. Yeah, I think so. How many hundreds? What do you think an
1: average third grade kid might say? Oh, Actually, I want to say something about the tens. Yeah, I feel like there's something we didn't say. Some like early third grade I think I would be okay with there's 17 10s and some left over. Yeah. 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 I think I, mean, I, think I, I said 17.6. Um, but what, what I don't want is seven 10s. But, but I'm happy when they recognize 17 10s.
0: So if a student were to say there's 100 and I've already uh, taken care of that, And yeah. now there's seven tens and right. there's six ones. Yep. Then we're okay with that. But be careful how you ask that question because sure. if you say how many tens, seventeen. There's not 17. just seven. 17. There's seventeen. Yep. Yeah. All right. So how many 100s are in 176?
1: Um, there's one whole hundred, but okay. if I if I wanted to be more precise, so do, the, do the
0: leftover do the leftover first. There's one uh, whole hundred. There's
1: 100. one whole and point seven, So one and 76 hundredths of hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And but, it's, you know, it's interesting to me because I actually wrote, what I wrote on my paper was different based on the question that you asked me. Wow. Where, interesting.
0: Yeah. So when I said do the leftover one, I actually meant kind of the remainder thing. Oh, um, okay.
1: So 100 and, and a remainder of 76.
0: And there's like 76 other yep. stuff, other yep. things, but uh-huh. there's one, 100. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, We probably should have had this be like 476, so we could have said there's 400s, and then there's those remainder kind of things, or Mm -hmm. 4.76 hundreds. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's kind of hard to say. Um, So here's a question that we don't usually ask, and I'm not suggesting we ask this in third grade, but maybe in fourth grade. How many tenths are there in 176, like
1: 0.1? How many 0.1
0: tenths? Um, There are...
1: 1,760 tenths. How do you know? Um, I actually went back to how many ones there were, Mm -hmm. and I knew that there were 176 ones, and there are 10 tenths in each one, so I needed 10 times as many as the 176 ones.
0: And 10 times 176 is? Yeah, 1,760. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. Another way to, that uh, I was kind of thinking about it, because I was wondering how we could think about this, um, is how many dimes yeah, for sure. are in $176, which I would probably do the same kind of reasoning you just did. How many dimes are in a dollar?
1: Yeah. So but the could, context is helpful.
0: Yeah. I, I would hope so. And so then could we also ask how many hundredths and could we ask how many pennies? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we could go from there. Cool. Yeah. So in the title, I think we have exploding dots. So Kim- Exploding dots. What do you know about exploding dots?
1: Um, well, don't tell us,
0: I, don't tell us everything. No,
1: say. I, I, I have just a little bit of experience. Um, and, and we actually recently did some interviewing with students and uh, had a student sharing with us about exploding dots. Um, and I, and I didn't know tons, but I did some, some more looking. Um, I know that it is about thinking about the value of the number. Um, I know that it's about thinking a little bit more about some equivalence. and the, the point perhaps is to consider like a little bit more reasoning about adding or subtracting. Um, and that it doesn't have to necessarily be traditional, but I also feel like what I've seen from a lot of students is that they get stuck in some drawing, um, so you probably know a lot more than I do about Exploding Dots. Um, yeah,
0: so what you've seen is kind of students' interpretations of teachers' interpretations yes. of James Tanton's work. Yeah,
1: I, the after effect, Yeah, right?
0: so James Tanton is a mathematician from Australia. Um, mm-hmm. uh, he does some amazing things. Um, I think he's kind of funny. Um, he's snarky. So, Kim, I think you would the, enjoy The board he writes with. on is cool. The board he writes on is super cool. Yeah. I want one of those really bad. My team keeps telling me no. I'm like, come <laughs> on. I want a board like that. So he, uh, it's great. He, uh, I, I heard him live before he had kind of gotten super big and, and now he has a kind of a cool website with lots of exploding dots things. And as if you listen to his, um, now recorded stuff on, on his exploding dots things on his website, uh, he clearly says at the beginning that, uh, if, if this story was true when I was a boy, and then he goes off to talk about how he thought about things as a boy, <laughs> But he clearly says at the beginning, if this story was true. I thought that was awesome because the first time I heard him, I actually thought it was true. Um, And he probably said if at that point as well. But I definitely heard everything else he said is like, wow, he really thought about numbers this way as a kid. But he clearly does some very nice things to help us think about our base 10 place value system. Mm -hmm. And maybe I could even say, not even base 10. He helps us think about what a place value system is. So, for example, if you were thinking about Roman numerals, That is not a place value system. Roman numerals is a very additive system where you have to know the symbol for the amount that you're talking about. So if you're talking about three, then you draw the three little I's, like the letter I, and you count those, and that stands for three. But if you want to represent four, then they had this, or maybe I'll just go to five. And that was a V, and V represents five, and an X represents 10, and you had to, now, now that's similar to our number system where we have symbols. Mm-hmm. Like the numeral three represents three and the numeral four represents four. Um, but their symbols only represented certain numbers. And it, to get uh so like three, they didn't have one symbol to represent three. They used the symbol for one, the i, and you had to yeah. have three four of times. them. So that's why it's additive. I had to add those three together. And if I was to represent the number six, I needed the the symbol for five, the V, and the symbol for one, um the i and i would put those together and i would add them then so similarly if i was to get 12 i would use a symbol for 10 the x and then i would put two next to it people are like why are we talking about roman numerals because um, those other numeration systems kept us from being able to develop more mathematics when the hindu arabic numerals came along and the uh, the place value the place value system came along when we developed that as humanity all of a sudden in a relatively quicker fashion, we were able to do much more mathematics because of the, uh, the place value system. So our place value system is very important. Our place value system says, if I put a digit, a numeral in a place, it represents a different magnitude than it does in a different place. So if I put the numeral three in the ones place, it represents three ones. But if I put the numeral three in the tens place, it represents three tens. That's multiplicative. Now I'm thinking about three times 10 because it's in the tens place. That's a multiplication sentence. Then I add those together. So if I, what was the number we're messing around with? 176. Mm -hmm. So I've got 100. And I've got seven tens, sevens in the tens place. I've got, so there's the, the 70 comes from that's multiplicative. And then the six in the ones place. And then I add those together. But the multiplicative nature that's happening in that place is cognitively difficult. Mm -hmm. That takes some understanding. I'll give you an example of when I realized quite how difficult it was. And I was smiling when my uh, youngest, my daughter came home one day and she goes, Hey mom, is 12 a one number or a two number? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I'll never forget that day. And yes. i was like, oh man, she is grappling with what it means to have two symbols represent a number, right? Because yep. all the way up through nine, it's one symbol representing a number. And now all of a sudden you have two symbols representing a number, 10, one and zero. What does that mean? Why do you have two symbols representing a number? So is 12, is 12 a one number or a two number? That's ah, brilliant. It's such a great
1: question. Yeah. She's
0: grappling with our place value system. So I'm just, uh, I'm not going to spend too much more time on that today. I am going to say that I think he does an amazing job of, so exploding dots is where he says, if I have 10 ones, I could stick them together and, and he moves them over and they become one ten And if I have 10 tens, then I stick those together and move those over and they become one 100. Well, how are they exploding? Well, what if I take that 100 and I move it back into the tens? And he even goes, and and that 100 explodes into 10 tens. And I could take one of of those tens. And if I move it over into the ones, boom, bam, bing, it explodes into the number of ones. Sorry, James, if I'm not doing you justice here. I think he does a great job in helping us understand the place value system and our base 10 system. What I'm not as interested in Is that then he goes on, I shouldn't even say then, also, because it's not really, I'm not trying to say this in order. He also helps us understand other place value system in other bases. I shouldn't say other place value systems. Place value systems with other bases. So our place value system, we use base 10. He, um, and many other mathy people have decided that a good way to help us understand our place value system is to do other bases, not just hang around in the base 10 system. And so he does work with base two and base three and exchanges. And then he does work saying, all right, uh, with base 10. And he says, now that we understand our place value system and ours is base 10, Hey, check out how the algorithms work. And he does quite a bit of work. And I would say way too much work. In understanding the algorithms, because Mm -hmm. I would suggest, maybe not James, because I don't know him and haven't talked to him about it, but teachers hear that as, therefore, our job now is to use exploding dots to have kids add, subtract, multiply, and divide. Yeah, and that's,
1: that's the experience I've been seeing.
0: Yeah. And we see kids then, oh, this is what I must do. I must mm-hmm. now draw these dots and mm-hmm. circle them together and make the higher thing. And, um, and it becomes a whole lot of counting by ones mm-hmm. and a whole lot of reading off the answer. Mm-hmm. And those are two flags for me that say mm, if we're supposed to be adding and I'm counting by ones, we're using less sophisticated thinking flag, flag, red flag, red flag. If we are reading off the answer, thank you, Kathy Fosno, for this tip that if you're reading out the answer, you're probably not mathing. You're probably repeating something real memorized. Um, and so two red flags that say, mm, I'm not so interested. Uh, so let me be clear. I think he does a great job in helping us develop place value systems. I'm not so interested in then taking that into why the algorithms work, And I'm not so interested in taking that into other bases, at least not for most students.
1: yeah, yeah, we've we've um we've seen that as well in schools, right? Where some of the classes do a couple of weeks of units in other bases. And for me, it's a little bit like, mm, I want that time to explore more deeply in our base system. We have a
0: lot to do in our base ten, right? Yeah, we have a lot to develop in our base ten, and I think I think Kim, you and I would agree we can do what we need to do with most students in base ten, spending that time really understanding base Mm ten, that we don't then need to spend all this other time um, in other bases. And I know I hear people, I I I can see your face right now, listeners, where you're like, no, Pam, like I really understood blank in my, in my pre-service methods class where we had to when mess around did, at other yeah. bases. Yep. May I, may I invite you to consider what is it exactly that your aha was? And I'm going to bet your aha might've been about the base, uh, the, the place value system, but I bet it was more about why the algorithms work the way they do. Mm-hmm. And if that was your aha, I'm going to ask you to consider is what is our goal? The algorithms? No. And so since our goal's not the algorithm, I love that you had that aha. Yay, good moment. You had the aha. We don't need that aha. We need other more important ahas. Yeah. To get kids really math thing. Kim, you would agree?
1: Yeah. And well, I would also say that probably their experience is what we're saying is not uh, a rich experience of 176 is 176. We need so much more than that. Absolutely. That's the richness of place value that we really are going for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not, I'm not dogging James Tanton at all. Um, I'm just going to de-emphasize a lot of his later st- – I should say his later work because he does a lot of work not just in, in Exploding Dots. But in Exploding Dots, if you, if you um, want to use Exploding Dots, use it to develop relationships, yeah. to talk about what it means to have a place value system. But I would suggest for most students, stay in base 10. If you really want to, and you have a group of students that are ready for an extension, sure, go ahead and go play in other bases. But that's not the goal. That's an extension. It's to play with. I think our goal is to get good at base 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's play a little bit how we would kind of play maybe with some numbers.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Kim, how would you play with the number 3,872? What's the first thing that comes to mind for you? It's okay. Just, um, I'm not no. looking for a right answer here. Just okay. Like okay. So any,
1: anything, because I, yep. I don't know, I don't know what you want. Um, so I, I'm going to say the first thing that comes to mind for me is that it's 28 away from 3,900.
0: I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, you, did you think I'd say that?
0: Um. Uh, no, I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Okay, so I'm, okay. I love that you did that. Yeah. So it's tw- so thir- 3,872 is 28 from 3,900. Yeah. Do you also play then how far it is from 4,000?
1: Um, I haven't because then the, the next thing that I wanted to write down was that it's eight away from, um 3880 mhm um but yes then the next place i would have probably gone is that um how far away from 4000 and that's 128 away
0: i'm super curious to let you play a little bit more any other playing you want to do
1: um i kind of want to think about uh 10000 which would be 6000 uh 128 so, so I could I partners. could change my end goal, right? Like so partners. So um let's see, what else do I want to do? Um we already did the ones, that's 3872 ones. Um it's 387.2 tens. I could keep going kind of either direction there. Okay, keep going. How about hundreds? How many hundreds? Um, so that's thirty-eight and point
0: seven two
1: point. and oh, sorry, didn't interrupt. So same I could thousands so um, stay, stay with shift, hundred, right? if you
0: don't mind staying with hundreds for a second yeah so when you just said 38 and then you went to the I, i'm kind of Infectious. a little less I, yeah let I, I, I mean, to kind of ignore the extras for a second yeah okay i think it's interesting that three thousand eight hundred also has the name 38 yeah. right yeah. so go back to tens for a second yeah. if you can i know we're shifting a little bit so yep. how many tens did you say and maybe leave, just leave do it 30, as, as an 187 387 tens with two extras okay yep. So in three thousand eight hundred seventy-two, there are three hundred eighty-seven tens. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I going? I just forgot. Because oh,
1: you can say thirty-eight hundreds, but you don't say. Oh yeah, why? Why do we call the
0: number? I'll let you finish the sentence. Go
1: well, ahead. I mean, it's it's silly to us that we wouldn't say three hundred eighty-seven tens as a way to describe that number. We say thirty-eight hundred.
0: Yeah. And you might be like, why do we say 3,800 and 3,800? And I don't know, but I'm suggesting that we could also acknowledge that if we had the number 3,870, 3,870, that we could call that 387 tens.
1: We do with thousands too. We say 3,000s.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then, so then could, if we extended that up, let's say that we had the number 13,872. Yeah. Yeah. Could we could we talk about the number? Do we call that thirteen hundreds? We don't. We call that thirteen thousands. Um, because we're in that place, right? It's thirteen thousand eight hundred seventy-two. So there's a place where we actually I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Where the the thing that it is, we're we're calling it that. Um,
1: it sounds we're not,
0: like we're not calling it one ten thousand three hundred three thousand eight hundred seventy-two.
1: Yeah, it's thirteen thousand. That's
0: that's the that's the break I'm trying to make. It like, sounds
1: like you're challenging the listeners to uh, join in your movement to start calling tens, <laughs> three hundred eighty-seven tens. I've heard you say that before. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you want to start a movement? Let's let's call things what they are.
0: So that we get a little bit more flexible so that sure. when we say the number 3,872, we get things like all of Kim's partners, but we also get different place values mm-hmm. and we don't just get, uh, the standard, um, uh, place value, dif- uh, separation that we, that we expanded get if you
1: expanded that, notation
0: yeah. that we don't just yeah. get that, but we play maybe with a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Kim, I'm going to suggest that there are some takeaways. What are you yeah. thinking?
1: for sure that, uh, we need to broaden the question, um, that we're asking students. It's not enough to just say 176. The
0: expanded You're, notation question. Yeah, that's yep, not, that's enough. not enough. No. Nope. Yeah. So, so we're also not saying that's evil. It's just, not no, enough. that's needed too. It's necessary, just necessary, necessary
1: yep. but not sufficient. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, so broaden the question that the place value place labeling, right? I don't, I don't know how much you said about place labeling, but yeah, we didn't really
0: talk about that. That labeling
1: of ones, tens, hundreds is, uh, is definitely not enough
0: to develop place value. No, for sure. Definitely not. And so all too often we have worksheets out there that just have kids label the places. You give them a number and you just say label the places. Once kids have done that, that's necessary, but it's not sufficient to develop place value. So those two things together is what we typically see is the most that's happening out there. You label places, um, you do the expanded notation and then you're kind of done. Right. Those are necessary. Don't do so much on them. Do a little bit on them and then do more work trying to get place value
1: done. Yeah, because it's not doing what people think it's doing. Right. It's giving them the names of the places, but it's not creating understanding of value. Um, Yeah. And finally, go ahead. Yeah. Well, so how do we do it, Kim? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, we've told everybody what not to do, what to do. Yes. Yeah, so um, we hope everyone all over will take the place value mini workshop uh, dun, to dun, learn dun. more about place value and how to develop it. And your students Y'all this place value workshop is absolutely amazing. So many understandings, so many things that you can turn around in your classroom. It is uh, a small ask. Time wise, it's super fantastic.
0: Yeah. We thought as a team, we sat down and we said to ourselves, what is something that we could create in a mini workshop? We know teachers are busy. We know they only have so much time. We know they have only so many funds. What could we give that would be high impact that all teachers will go? Oh, that. Yes. Yes. We know our kids need
1: all the grade levels, right? Like, like, this is not just a, oh, I teach second grade place value type of thing. Third grade place value. Sixth grade place
0: value. Yeah. This, this affects so much of what we do is to get kids really reasoning using our, Mm -hmm. our, uh, our place value system. So we created teaching place value and it Mm -hmm. is a mini workshop. It is intended to take two hours about, um, we would invite you dive in to our, our mini workshop called teaching place value and learn how to de-emphasize the kinds of things that we talked about today and emphasize building that place value in your students. You and they are going to love it. All right, y'all, thank you for tuning in and teaching more and more real math. To find out more about the Math is outable movement, visit mathisfigureoutable.com. Thank you for helping spread the word that math is figure outable Thank you for listening and making math more
1: figure outable. To learn even more, make sure you register for our free challenge at com slash challenge. You are not going to want to miss the evenings of May 15th through 17th, starting at 7 p.m. Central.